Pod Save the King. Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the King. I'm excited to be in our actual studio again because it's been a little while. Russell isn't here with me. He should hopefully be back next week, although he'll be on the road again. Or we should probably say aeroplane because he's heading off on another boys outing, boys trip with Ian Vogler and the King we should say as well. Ian Vogler, sorry, you're not the king. I mean, King Charles III, who will be heading off for his state visit to Kenya. And we've seen the king and queen welcoming members of the UK UK Kenyan community, put my teeth in, to Buckingham Palace uh, recently ahead of that visit. So who is here with me today? It's lovely to catch up with Jennifer Newton, a Royal Features writer on The Mirror. Uh, So welcome, Jennifer, now Thank a married you. lady, congratulations. Yes, thanks very much, yeah. Yes, you've been away as well, so yeah. for the best of reasons. Yeah. So lovely, lovely news, massive congratulations. Thank and you. we'll be hearing from a couple of other people later in the show as well, uh, particularly from Lacey Beck, who's a reporter on Nottinghamshire Live, and she went to Kate's mental health uh, mental health week visit to Nottingham Universities, so Nottingham Trent University, uh, a couple of weeks ago and it was great to catch up with her because it was her first experience of covering a royal visit so it's great to get that perspective so I hope you're all looking forward to hearing about that you may be able to hear I've got a slightly dodgy throat I blame the nursery germs oh. we'll see how we get on hopefully we'll get through this but otherwise Jen will be taking over <laughs> um, lots to catch up on because it's been a reasonably busy few weeks for the royal family. William and Kate have been on half term, but yeah. before that, um, they had you know they had some good outings. They had some lovely trips to the rugby. Although I think it might be Kate's fault that England are now out of the World Cup because she skipped the semi final. I mean, they did play very very well, but they lost by a point. So congratulations to South Africa. Yeah, through gritted teeth. Well, I mean, congr- good luck to South Africa and New Zealand yeah. in the final. Of um, two tremendous teams will be slugging out. I mean, it has been an incredible World Cup. William took George to see Wales. I mean, they lost, and maybe that was George's fault because Wales had been, had been doing all right up until then. Um, so Wales lost out to Argentina, and Kate saw England narrowly beat Fiji. I mean, it was amazing. Right, I can hear Dan in my ear. He's not actually in my ear. I can say, this is not a sport podcast. But William and Kate and George and all of the Cambridges. They're not Cambridges now, are they? They're Wales's. Wales yeah. They all love the Wales sport. Is. So we're allowed to love the sport as well. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll see how the final goes this weekend. And I'm sure we will see William and Kate back out when the Six Nations returns in the new year. Um, what else have they been doing? Mental Health Week, I mentioned earlier um nottingham was sort of the second bit of that the first bit they went to kate went to birmingham, birmingham yeah with william and had a really bold look we can talk a bit about her fashion a bit later on but yeah. um yeah tell me a bit about the visit yeah so they went to birmingham where they were speaking to young people about mental health and how you know they can what strategies they use to keep their mental health um, in shape, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so the, for that visit, it was a very yellow, it was well, very yellow, yeah, very vibrant yellow jacket that Kate wore, which, yes, it was autumnal, kind of went with the season, but it was actually um, the colour associated with supporting young people's mental health. So I thought that was quite a nice nod to that, to 
to incorporate the outfit with the the cause that they were going for. And it wasn't the only way that she incorporated the cause in what she was wearing? No, no. So the earrings that she was wearing, they were called the Issy Star earrings. So they were like small hoops in the shape of a star. In the shape of a star. And I think it was the last time I was on this podcast, actually, we talked about how Kate was given these earrings when she visited Maidenhead Rugby Club earlier this year. And she met a lady there called Sarah Renton, whose daughter, Izzy, had um, unfortunately taken her own life. And these earrings had been made in Izzy's memory. And I don't know if you remember, Kate gave her a massive cuddle and promised that she would wear them. So on that day, she uh, fulfilled a promise. And I think it was actually the perfect occasion where she could wear these earrings and give them the a, like a good showing and for the reason why they were why they were made so yeah really nice absolutely and um it's we've talked quite a lot on the show over the years about the work that William and Kate have done around mental health and the the changes that have been made there so if you are interested in the mental health um, perspective on things then do have a little listen in some of our back catalogue at some of those um other bits but what have you made about of their sort of engagement in the mental health sphere? I think, yeah, that it's definite, it definitely comes across as one of the topics that is high on their agenda of, you know, keeping in the public eye. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I think what, what they do in trying to target more young people with their message is quite a good thing as well. And I think what really comes across to me when I see them at these engagements is William, actually, because I don't know, he just seems when he speaks to people seems so understanding. And I know it's not a nice thing, obviously, because he had so much, should we say, trauma in his younger years. But I think it that kind of not makes him, obviously, but it it makes him a little bit more empathetic to people. I don't know. Do you agree? Or And they can... <laughs> I guess it's it can be odd when you are a royal, royal yeah that sort of um disconnect in some yeah. ways from the real world yes but this is he has a very real connection yeah with that bit of the world and every, everybody knows that he's you know fine he's a prince but his life hasn't always been easy yeah exactly yeah in a way that people can relate to yeah I don't know if you remember there was a I think it might have been last year or the year before you met a little boy who's I think his mum had died. He was only 12 and he was wearing, I think it was like a Burnley football top, goalkeeper top. And just, he, he was about 12. So maybe a little bit younger than what William was when he lost his mum. And they were just chatting. And I was like, well, it was just really, I just thought it was really poignant because he could actually look him in the eye and say, I know what you're going through. Whereas I think, I'm not saying the Royals do this now, but you know, there's some subjects I'm like, well, do you really know about this? But he really knew about that do you know what I mean he could really connect with that little boy yeah you can like you can empathize and care yeah. about people who are homeless or yeah. need to go to a food bank yeah but you you're much further from having lived their experience yeah or, exactly um the sort of the disconnect there um no that's really interesting and thanks for sharing that um that memory from that previous meetup as well um fair to say for Lacey who went and reported on the Nottingham trip that made some memories as well so let's hear from Lacey we caught up with her over the phone to hear about Kate's trip to Nottingham so hello and welcome to Pod Save the King Lacey Beck who joins us from Nottingham today where she's a reporter for the Nottingham Post Nottingham Live um, big affection for Nottingham because it's where I went to university and where I did, um, I did some work experience as a journalist on the post had a great time there so Lacey lovely to have you with us today thank you so much for having me it's really exciting 
And I've invited Lacey on because she was the reporter who was out and about when Kate came to town last week. So we're recording this on the 18th of October. So it might be two weeks ago by the time you hear this possibly, but I'm sure it will be fresh in Lacey's mind for a very long time because it's not every day you get to go hang out with the Princess of Wales. No, absolutely. It was just such an amazing experience. I mean, it was something I've been looking forward to ever since I've you know, heard she was coming to town. Um, but I mean, the atmosphere on the day, everyone was just buzzing. Students were coming out of lectures, not knowing like who was coming, but that someone important was. So these crowds were gathering and, you know, there were cheers when she got out of the car and then she was inside um, the Nottingham Trent University building um, on the Clifton campus for a while. And they were all still waiting for her when she left. Um, and, you know, it's just everyone was just in awe of her and um, she was so lovely. Um, and she was like taking photos of students and everything. And you no, know, it was such a good day. And the visit was part of her mental health week tours. Yeah. So um, the World Mental Health Day was on the Tuesday, I and mean, she came to Nottingham on the Wednesday. Um, so she was speaking to students and members of staff at both universities, so Nottingham Trent University and the Uni of, Uni of Nottingham. Um, just about um, what they are doing in regards to mental health and well-being and how they're supporting students. So one of the things she did was she had a, um, a bit of a sit-down talk with a few students from the University of Nottingham. So they were discussing peer support and how they're there to help other students. And um, she was genuinely interested in everything they had to say. She was asking questions like, you know, what type of things are we hearing the most? Is it stress around exams? Is it being in a new place, making new friends? Um, it was really interesting to be able to just listen in all these conversations. And were people, the people that were chatting with her, did they, did it seem normal for them? It must be a bit weird when you find yourself sitting down chatting with the Princess of Wales. I don't know, is they nervous? Yeah, I mean, I managed to catch up with a few of them afterwards because that's my first, you know, the first thing I thought was, you know, how nerve wracking was it? And a lot of them said they were nervous, but then it turned into quite a casual conversation. So they almost got past the fact that she was, you know, the Princess of Wales. And it's like, oh, I was just speaking with Kate and it was um, just like a really natural flowing conversation. Um, and there was another part of the day a bit later on, there was this step-in circle with um, Nottingham Trent University students. So all these students stood in a circle and they were sharing, well, the same was red and if it applies to them, they stepped in the middle. And they thought she was just going to observe and she actually wanted to take part. And then she was opening up about her own university experiences as well. And um, so, yeah, just very casual. I mean, um, she walked into one room and it was rather quiet. And she even cracked a joke just about, you know, it wasn't quite like this when she was at university. So it was really lovely. What kind of things did she step into the circle for then? Um, so I'm trying to remember now. The, there were a few different things. And um, the first was like, if you've got something that you're very passionate about, um, and she later shared, it might have been for a different statement, but she spoke about the importance of trying new things um, and how that's something that she really learned from university. And even now with her own kids, she's always encouraging them to try new things. Um, she mentioned as well, you know, she'd love to be a student again now just because of how much there is on offer. Um, and she spoke quite a bit about, you know, her love for tennis and hockey. And um, she read about to sports at university. And one of the students I spoke to after, she was studying, she was in her second year studying sports science. So that really, so she found that really familiar, just, you know, that love of sport. So again, she found a bit of similarity with the princess, which was really nice. Um, though she was getting really involved with the day. 
Um, and there was quite a few people who were just walking past. She'd stop and say hello to them, even if they weren't like necessarily on the list of people to speak to. She was really engaging and wanting to chat with everyone. I think a lot of us can, uh, what's the word, sympathise with Kate saying, yeah, I'd really like to be a student again. It was, uh, <laughs> well, no, I know not not everybody has a great time, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who remember it very fondly and I am certainly one of those. Um, her outfit, I thought it looked great in the pictures. How did it look in real life? And we've seen her in a lot of suits recently, so it's nice to see her in a little bit of cream, sort of Jersey-esque, Cezanne dress and some nice buttons on the sleeves of her sweater. Yeah, though no, I was expecting her to be in kind of like a block colour suit or something. I think on the Tuesday, um, she had a visit with Prince William in Birmingham and she was wearing this really lovely kind of yellow outfit. But yeah, she was wearing neutral colours. Um, it's a cream jumper and skirt. And you know, she looks absolutely stunning. Um, she had some really nice earrings. And then um, I can't remember where the bag was from, but that was gorgeous as well. So it was kind of um, quite simple, but no, she just looked really beautiful. I thought it was interesting as well, you saying before that there was a lot of excitement and, you know, there were cheering, there were people cheering and things at the, as she arrived at the university. Because quite often, I mean, some students are a cynical lot, I think, probably, you know, oh, it takes quite a lot to impress us, maybe. But was it, were there any sort of naysayers there? Was everybody getting into the mood of it all? Um, I wouldn't say I met any. Everyone was just absolutely loving it. Um, I think Clifton University, sorry, the Clifton campus of the National Trent University is um, quite a big campus and they do have quite a lot of international students. Um, so, you know, the royal family are really popular all over the world. I think um, even if people might not be the biggest fans, the fact that you can still, you know, the princesses at your university campus, people just wanted to come out and everyone was cheering. There weren't any booze or anything like that. But yeah, everyone was just desperate to get a photo of her or a photo with her. Um, so that was, it was really good. And what do you think is the thing that you will mainly remember when you're thinking back to this, whether it's like a, either a big thing or like a really particularly random thing that it's like, I wasn't quite expecting that to happen, that this is how it is when you're reporting on a royal visit? Yeah, I, I can't really think of anything too shocking, but there was this one moment as she was leaving, or when I thought she was leaving, and when she went to go to talk to all students outside and began taking photos, she was walking down the steps, um, just kind of coming out of the pavilion with, I believe it was um, the Lord Lieutenant of Nottinghamshire. So they were having a chat at the top, and as she was walking down these steps, she did like a wave to the crowd, and it was such like, kind of think how to describe it. It was so angelic, and she looked amazing. And it was just one of those, um, I don't know, moments I remember because whenever you see photos of the royal family, they always seem to be doing like kind of iconic wave. Um, so I think that'll stick with me. But there were so many nice moments of the day, probably as well when, you know, she was in the stepping circle and she was speaking about her own experiences. That was really nice as well to be able to hear firsthand. Well, hopefully you'll get another royal visit up in the Nottingham area soon because it sounds like you had, um, had a great time. And uh, thank you very much for coming on the show and sharing it with us. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. So really lovely to hear from Lacey and um, I'll probably make Russell listen to it as well to remind him quite how lucky he is to have this gig and, and get to do it all of the time. I know I know he does know that. I mean, particularly when he's packing his bag to head off to uh, <laughs> Kenya on a big adventure. But, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting that Kate wore that, um, that sort of Jersey style sort of sweater and um skirt for that trip because we've got so used over the last few weeks 
it's been suits. Yeah, the trousers. So suit. many suits. Yeah. And so many great suits, let's fair. Let's yeah, fair. some really great suits. So yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm really torn on the trouser suit trend because on one hand, I absolutely love it. I don't think anyone can rock a trouser suit like Kate. It just looks so good on her. And I think it looks really fresh and professional. And I think some of the trouser suits she's worn have been among my favourite Kate looks ever, especially, I don't know if you remember the green Burberry suit that she wore on the visit to the textiles mill in Leeds it was like a dark dark green it was I mean unsurprisingly it's my favorite was probably one of the most expensive ones (laughs) that she's worn as well which is always the case isn't it but yeah so on one hand I'm like absolutely brilliant but then on another hand she's worn some such some beautiful dresses and skirts over the years that I just think it would be a massive shame if it's just a rare thing that she wears them yeah I I I I, yeah, I'm. I think I'm like you. I'm torn. Like yeah. she does look great in them, but then it just felt like there was a bit all of, all of, um, not all the same because they were all different. Yes, but it repet- maybe repetitive. Yeah, and if you can't get dressed up in a nice dress when you're a royal to go do something, and I mean go do daft things in high heels. I mean to be fair, she wears the high heels with the suits anyway. But yeah. y- you know the sort of that extra bit of glamour of that you can bring to the day job which I mean to be fair you're looking very lovely in a dress today I've gone for um, some slightly short trousers (laughs) and a very ancient poncho um, (laughs) because it's nice and warm and cozy but um, you know I think it is that thing of just a bit more glamour like I think that Nottingham outfit just did feel a little bit more special when I saw the Nottingham outfit I was like oh yes she's back she's back do you know what I mean it was so it it was just so nice and obviously Kate can wear what she wants no one's going to tell her she has to wear this or she has to wear that but I don't know I think it looks a little bit more dare I say princess-like when she wears something a bit different than a suit and I don't know do people who are who are told you're going to meet a princess today do they expect someone in a trouser suit to turn up? Or am I being a bit harsh here? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a, it's um, yeah. It's interesting, the, isn't it? Yeah. I know. The politics of fashion and yeah. all of that. The other thing that I thought was interesting, probably a total coincidence, but it was that sort of like creamy beige colour. And we'd just seen, I think literally the day before, Oh yeah. Megan in cream. Yes. Looking, I mean, super glam. I mean, it's a $2,000 outfit. Yeah. Just for the, the top and the wide leg trousers yeah big fan of wide leg trousers so they they're great the top i thought looked i thought it was a really great sitting down look yeah with it when she was sort of sitting there with her legs crossed her and arms folded but i wasn't sure i'm not sure about the buttons yeah i don't know how we how you would describe this is it a top is, is someone said off the shoulder blazer it's almost a poncho yeah <laughs> it is actually yeah without shoulders yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah off the shoulder blazer I, I think that's probably but it was it had that such big off the shoulder sort of drop yeah. yeah across the whole of the across the whole of the chest of bust area it was dramatic it was yeah. like like over over the top off the shoulder yeah uh, so it did look it did look super glamorous and yeah. super elegant I and mean, it's like a classic kind of megan look with an added twist if you like I mean, yeah I, I really loved her cape phase that she brought to the royal family oh yeah so i mean nice. briefly but beautifully yeah and um yeah I guess that sort of straight neckline has always been something that she's gone for as well a little bit yeah I suppose her wedding dress was obviously not as far down on the shoulders but had that kind of boat neck didn't it so yeah it's something she always she obviously likes yeah 
so yeah, so Megan and Harry, they were, theirs was a mental health event as well. So the Healthy Minds panel in New York and spoke a little bit about parenting and the sort of the anxiety of social media will be coming down the track for them and their children yeah. or for them as parents as their children start to engage with it at some stage. So it's interesting hearing them thinking, thinking about that and talking about parenting. Yeah, it was quite it was quite interesting. And Megan said, you know, it was frightening for her to think that, you know, it's not a worry at the moment, but as their children get older, how they'll navigate this social media age. Because I suppose for people of Harry and Meghan's age, they can't look back and say, well, what did we do when we were children? The social media just didn't exist. So, yeah, I suppose it's a bit in, of a dip into the unknown for them and so many other people who have young children like them. In how fast everything changes is quite terrifying. So I'm caught up yeah. with some uh, school friends that came to visit last night and they're saying, you know, when their son who's like he's a teenager now when he was little there was no like there was no kids tv until like six in the morning when he was up and he didn't have smart yeah. tvs like, like bbc iplayer didn't exist it's like when does cbb start when yeah. you've woken up early and you know now everything is always on yeah. and overwhelming and you've got social media and you've got everything so uh, everything so i mean i can totally empathize with uh, megan and harry on that front and i i'd not heard it before I don't think but it totally rings true Megan's saying about um they say of parenting that the days are long but the years are short yeah <laughs> and uh, it all flying by so yeah totally empathize with that and it was it was nice to see them back out and about kind of doing their royalist thing loads of hugs going yeah. on I yeah. think Still huggers. and then they went off and had a little holiday afterwards yeah nice, nice. very good <laughs> um also traveling I mean when Russ and I were catching up recently was wondering what was going on with some of the rest of the royals sophie has been to ethiopia recently highlighting um work around vision which we know is a passion of hers um, we do have an episode in the back catalogue where we talk to vision foundation about her work with them so another one to check out if you want to uh, trawl through the archives um again going slightly back i did enjoy hearing some of the sort of like the background around that Paddington yeah sketch. this is a good one yeah yeah so um Simon Farnaby he was the actor who appeared in the sketch with Queen and Paddington wasn't he yeah, he was footman. like the, the footman the butler type type character and um, he was speaking on a podcast and given some behind the scenes um yep yeah, behind the scenes secrets I suppose of how they managed to actually nail that Paddington sketch so yeah so Be, being the director you keep saying can we just have another can we just have another go mum yeah you wouldn't want to be that director to tell the queen can we do it again would you well but fair play for doing for it. doing it though, doing your job even it. when it's the queen he got it right yeah and um it was revealed a tip that he told the queen how she could nail that line where she had to say i keep my marmalade sandwich in here and she she got out the marmalade sandwich out of a handbag so she told so the director told the queen to deliver it like she was talking to her grandchildren and when you think back now, I was like, yeah, I can totally see she is. It's like she's talking to a young child, isn't it? Yeah. So it's always lovely to remember. Like it's one of those sort of happy, just warm memories of, yeah. of such a nice thing. So any any opportunity to to think back to it is always is it's is quite emotional to watch it back sometimes. You know, when little Paddington says, "Oh, thank you, Mum, for everything." It's I don't know. It's quite. It's still quite emotional and poignant. Oh yeah, and yeah. realistically, she was probably. I mean, she was clearly old already then but she was probably quite unwell yeah already quite unwell and yeah. and doing that as um i don't know parting is it too dramatic to say a parting gift to yeah. us all if yeah. you like but um but yeah really uh really special 
sketch um and it's like it's, it's still weird we were in london the other day took our daughter in and we were, gonna, we were going up to packing passions and, and my husband was like oh yeah i was gonna say to her the queen lives there yeah we can't say that anymore it's, it's still getting your head around such a big yeah, change it's, it's such a big change yeah yeah Changed. Palace still looks great though, and people are still in, enjoying going to see it. Uh, obviously, right. What else is going on? Um, again, last time Russell and I were talking, we were talking about the Yorks, yeah, podcasting. That time it was Beatrice talking about her dyslexia as a guest on a podcast. Princess Eugenie has returned from maternity leave, has returned with her podcast, which focuses on modern slavery first guest of the series was former Prime Minister Theresa May, who I mean, usually did fangirl her quite a bit and she was yeah. very impressed that uh Theresa May had put tackling modern slavery so far up her uh, agenda um and you know, Eugenie's passion for that subject and taking action on it was uh, came through and again in the same way that Beatrice had sort of had her specialism and talking about that with passion it was it was really nice to hear Eugenie talking about that but Eugenie's also been a guest on another podcast yeah so she was on the what it's called white wine question time with um if you're in the UK you'll know the presenter Kate Thornton so it's her podcast um yeah and it was a really interesting chat actually she did speak in the first part of the podcast about um modern slavery and I can definitely see why Theresa May agreed to go on her podcast because you could tell her knowledge of the subject was so good it's quite impressive and yeah she she explained why it's an important issue that doesn't always get the recognition sometimes it deserves and she explained it in quite in quite good terms for everyone to um, understand but the other really um, interesting thing on that podcast was she talked about how she runs her Instagram Instagram account and she did admit she does do it herself. She doesn't have any help. But yeah, it was quite a candid chat because she talked about she can't just post anything. She is quite respectful of what she posts because she knows the family that she comes from. She can't just, you know, post a picture up of her on a, I don't know, night out or whatever. Um, and yeah, she was just talking about how she's careful not to share too much of her family life, but allow people have that you know little glimpse of you know her children and her husband and um yeah and just how she wants to show the real her and show that she's got a sense of humor and she can poke fun at herself and previous outfits that her and Beatrice had worn so yeah I definitely I definitely recommend it's good listen and she's also probably one of the few royals who has a public Instagram account I mean I know Mike Tyndall does as well his is slightly different but yeah it's it was it was really it was really interesting yeah more more royals doing more insta yeah and, um it's like we always enjoy it when william and kate when they sort of sign off the yeah. post it's like this is definitely one of mine this isn't just the pr thing like i really i really care about aston villa's result here yeah. and i have to have my say on it so uh, it's uh, always the classic one from william i think but um, um i just wanted to share martha zola's voice note that she sent through to us on instagram so thank you martha for sending that love hearing you talk about Eugenie and Beatrice in such a positive way because they figured out a way to navigate it in some pretty bad PR times themselves. And I can't help thinking that if Harry and Meghan had tried a little harder, they could have had that kind of fabulous life too. I'm not sure if their life in California is that great, at least for him. 
so do if you want to get in touch with us we always welcome um hearing from you whether it's voice note or messages you can um instagram is probably generally the best way so send us a little um dm there and we'll look forward to hearing from you and i also just wanted to share um, a message that katie sent in who said hello i was just listening to your podcast today and had a thought when russell says the king has gone too far down the track of a slim down monarchy to add any younger working royals like princess beatrice or eugenie i think it could be seen from a different angle i think he could afford to add one or two of the younger generation because he lost two of that generation in harry and Meghan. but if he added beatrice or eugenie could the king be thinking that it would make it look like the door is completely shut on harry and he's never welcome back thinking face just a thought yeah. What do you think about that? What's your take on the Yorks? Yeah, I agree. I listened to that that episode as well. And I agree, like, they would be quite good um, ambassadors for the monarchy. They, they do already do a lot of good charity work. But can I personally see them becoming working royals in the sense that, like, in a sense that William and Kate are? Probably not. Just because I, I think... I, I just don't think the king will will do that. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not. I'm not part of his uh, inner circle. But um, yeah, I think he's kind of set out of his set out his stall now, and that's what he's going to go with. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. Um, well, is there anything coming up that you're looking forward to? Well, obviously next week. Yeah, the the visit to um, Charles and Camilla's visit to Kenya, and then it's not going to be long before um, William's going to be heading off to Singapore for Earthshot. So yeah, definitely looking forward to those two. And one thing we should mention before um, before we finish, and because I know Russell was very instrumental in it happening, was um, Prince William's involvement with the recent um, Pride of Britain event, which is a massive mirror event each year. And this year there was a special around Windrush um, related to that um, event as well. So and William was involved with that. Yeah. So the, there was a there was a program on ITV. I think it was last week. There was a really lovely meeting between um, Prince William and Alfred Gardner, who was one of the last two surviving passengers from HMT Empire Windrush. And he's helped set up a Caribbean cricket club in Leeds many years ago. And um, yeah, it was just great to see them kind of given banter to each other, even though um alfred is um in his 90s actually and yeah it just seemed to really resonate with viewers and you know there was a lot of great social media reaction to it and yeah it was it was a really lovely meeting between the two men oh so one one to catch up definitely okay lovely well jen it's been great to catch up with you i'm sure it won't be too long before we're chatting again and listeners great to have you with us as well as ever so do join us on instagram at PodSave, and until next time Pod save the king!